This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello everybody and welcome to OPI Talk. I'm your host, Andy Braithwaite. Now in this episode we go back to October to the Amazon Business Europe ABX virtual conference. During the event, I had the chance to speak with Dave Britton, the head of Amazon Business in the UK, and Paul Ashby, Strategic Procurement Manager at Oxfordshire County Council, which is an Amazon Business customer. You're going to hear some extracts of those interviews. Please go to the OPI website, opi.net, for a more comprehensive write-up, including their thoughts on how the contract channel for office products might evolve. Just search for ABX. I started off by asking Dave how challenging it had been running the business during the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Where do I begin on that one? Um, the yeah, it's it's been the roller coaster, should we put it that way? Um, so uh, we were tracking along up, up until about February. We were tracking ahead of all of our plans, so we were very very happy with it. Then March came, and it was like the brakes got slammed on really really fast. Uh, and um, unsurprisingly, because a whole bunch of uh, companies um, shut up shop and went and worked from home. And as soon as you have your employees working from home, you fundamentally don't need as much printer paper and sticky notes and that kind of thing. So actually, unsurprisingly, demand dried up at that point. We also have a significant proportion of um, public sector customers in the UK. So education in particular is, is uh, a particular particularly good sector for us um, and obviously the school's shut so actually that that was challenging very challenging for us um, that meant we had to respond pretty quickly we had to figure out where we were going to go and and how what we were going to do with the teams and um, we were very clear that we didn't want to make any knee-jerk reactions we thought okay this is going to be here for a while well well we hoped it wouldn't be suspected it would be here for a while so let's not do anything rash that, that we'll regret later on um, but instead, given we had a little bit of bandwidth in the team, um, we we decided we'd pivot our resources into something that we called COVID supplies, COVID-19 supplies to be exact, which was an initiative we worked on in partnership with the NHS and with um, central government. Um, to uh, provide PPE and uh, sanitizer and the like uh, to frontline organizations, so hospitals, um, local government, uh, police, fire, that kind of thing, um, all uh, done within a, a gated storefront on the website, uh, which would then give them access to these products uh, at uh, purely at cost. So we took no margin on us. It was literally passing on the cost from our suppliers. Um, that was very rewarding, <laughs> very challenging, um, but very rewarding to be part of, of that initiative with the government uh, and we're, we've we've talked about it publicly before as well so uh, it's not it's not a scoop i'm afraid but it's out there amazon in general has been seen as one of the winners of this work from home trend with your ability to deliver to residential addresses i guess that's something that has had a positive effect on amazon business as well most definitely has the um uh, but it, it took a bit of time to kick in so uh, as i was talking about earlier originally when this first happened i think we saw a lot of companies just going you know i'll just we'll just put that on pause we in fact we heard this a lot come back and talk to us in july we heard that a lot um so during that initial initial three months actually it was very 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 challenging for us um 
by July, obviously we had notes of everyone who said come back and talk to us in July, so we did. The conversations from that point onwards were very different, and they were very much around, okay, we now realize we're going to have to help people work from home. We're not really set up to do that. We're set up to buy things in bulk and have them delivered to a central warehouse or warehouses, and actually we need to get one monitor, one keyboard, one mouse to everyone's house or whatever it may be. Um, that's a very, very different, different setup that most companies aren't really capable of, of fulfilling. It is something that we're that we are obviously very good at. We've been doing that for years. So yes, that that's been a been a, a boon to us, and, and hopefully we've been a, a support, a, a great support to our customers during that time too. Yeah, apart from the COVID situation, what have been your main points of focus over the past twelve months or so? We bring a whole range of features to and products uh, to market every year. Um, the biggest ones we brought over the last 12 months have really been around enabling um, customers to speed up that purchasing process, to effectively give them different ways to buy, um, and to then also think about the expansion of Business Prime. Those would be the main two. So on the ways to buy, we expanded um, uh, well, we, we've already talked about the small business credit card in the UK. That was a huge initiative. We also expanded our credit lines. Uh, so pay by invoice is the product um, to uh, to Italy and Spain. We didn't have that facility there over the last 12 months. Um, and then Business Prime, I talked about it as well. Uh, we expanded that out across all of Europe. I think it was Italy and Spain that weren't yet live at ABX last year. Could be in France as well, but it's definitely Italy and Spain. Um, and then we, we've added additional features to Business Prime as well. So we launched Guided Buying, um, which is the ability to, uh, to, as it says, guide your employees to what they should be buying on Amazon Business and giving you additional tools to either restrict or recommend products that you want people to buy. Uh, and then we've also built out further functionality on our spend visibility, spend uh, analytics tools. Uh, and then finally, um, we have also then, now we've talked about small business crowd, uh, there's a third one on Business Prime, which I've now forgotten. Oh, no, I remember. Um, we've just announced uh, that we are launched, or we've just recently launched, um, the ability to uh, store all of your invoices in one place so you can you all have remote access to it as well. So it makes that collaboration around invoice processing much easier. So those, those have been the main things that we've focused on in Business Prime. And then third priority after those two um, has been the launch of Chorus Pro for our France customers. So that's public sector it's an absolute requirement for them uh, that was a big deal for us does that work in a similar way to the ypo agreement that you have in the uk no chorus pro is from is more of a technical integration than the compliance one so it's very much around the tech side the the ypo one is is a framework agreement to enable people to purchase in a compliant way it's not a a mechanism for it it's a it's effectively that eliminates the need for a contract the YPO framework, is that your go-to vehicle for getting local government and public sector business uh, in, in the UK, or do you have other avenues for that? YPO is the only one that we have signed right now. Um, so as of right now, yes, it is our go-to. There, you may have spotted as well that there is a uh, there was a prior information notice, a PIN issued by Crown Commercial Services um, for a similar framework, so a marketplace solution. Um, approximately, uh, I think it was two months ago. Um, so I, we are in discussion around what that PIN is. We don't know where that will take us though. 
So as of right now, it is YPO, but we are exploring other places. And some there are people who are beginning to issue um, frameworks around the, this concept. ABX is a European conference. To what extent do you work with your colleagues across Europe and liaise with them on joint initiatives? How important is that? Very important. So we're a very, very close-knit team. Uh, we've got five country managers, so me and my peers. Uh, we meet every Monday morning, um, uh, along with Nabil, who's the European head, uh, and a couple of our, our product teams as well, product team leads, I should say. Uh, and also a lot of our big initiatives, a lot of the, our thinking, we do very much at a European level and then figure out what needs to vary by country rather than the other way around. So a good example being Business Prime. We knew from the start we were going to launch that. We knew from the start what the framework roughly needed to look like and we'd all sit there agree debate what whether there was something we need to do different in Europe versus North America and then once we've done that whether there's something we need differently in UK versus the rest of Europe for example and there are differences don't get me wrong so they're just simple things such as um, I think for example in the UK there's a very high usage of credit cards whereas in Germany there's a very high usage of direct debit when you look out there across uh, the whole of the, the countries not just not just for our own platform. So in thinking about that, then the prioritization about how do you provide access to these payment methods for different products becomes becomes very important discussion for us to have. So that's the level we think about it. We very much tear it down. We also then um, have a parallel process. It, it's incumbent on me to come back with things that we need that the UK customer is telling us that we need, that we then go back and feed into our prioritization engine and we think around what we're going to do worldwide and where we invest all of our efforts this year. So it's, it's very much a two-way process, both top-down and bottom-up. And then just to finish off, maybe, what are your main priorities for the next 12 months or so? So the main ones are actually the ones that Todd talked about in his opening presentation. So um, we're focused right now on how we build out the experience for our largest customers for public sector. And then I'm going to throw in as well for the UK specifically for small customers around that small business credit card. So for the large customers, it's the, the product features that Todd was talking about at the start. So our single creditor model, also called Invoice by Amazon, uh, we've been building that out. As you said, we've got a thousand customers in beta at the moment. We're looking to expand that and roll it out over the course of next year. Um, our multi-legal entity support, um, Todd talked earlier about having a dozen customers who are working with us on that at the moment. That actually reflects the fact that his presentation was recorded a week ago because that's already tripled since then. So we're, we're in a good place about that and we're going to expand that out further over the next few months and then make sure that for those companies who are really operating across Europe as you, or have multiple entities in with, within one country, we, we simplify that experience for them as much as possible. It's a very common theme you can hear through the day. Third is that UNSPSC classification, which to be honest is more is used more predominantly on in continental Europe than is in the UK, but we do still have large UK customers who are very much focused on that product classification. And then fourth is e-invoicing. Uh, we had Cooper Live, which Todd was talking about. We do expect to go live with Ariba very soon as well. And then we're beginning to look at other platforms that we may want to uh, take the same functionality to. And the idea is to make that experience as seamless as we possibly can. 
So that's that's one priority uh, is our, our largest customers. Secondly, on public sector, will not surprise you to hear it is around these tender frameworks. Uh, sorry, these framework agreements. I mean, which are we're beginning to see tenders coming through now. So we're very keen to be looking at those, seeing where we win, where we don't win, and see how we take that forward. Uh, that that's our, our general approach for public sector, and to also carry on the work we've been doing with NHS and with central government, just to make sure that we are being we're playing the right role uh, during anything that may happen over the next few months or, or however long with COVID-19. And then thirdly, um, working with American Express to uh, to uh, expand adoption of that small business credit card and really make sure it's it's working for customers and then see what we need to, if anything, to tweak it over the, over the next few months. So that's where we are. I then spoke to Paul Ashby of Oxfordshire County Council. And I started by asking him if he had any visibility into the kinds of products which are most popular on the Amazon business platform. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the good things about having the platform now is it does tell us what, what the most popular product category is and no huge surprises there. Um, for example, with schools, um, you, you've got classroom materials, um, books, which which you would expect. Uh, corporately, we have things like IT supplies, accessories, and so not the big hardware purchases because we've got a contract for that. But it's going to be all the all the accessories. And I think what what's spiked some of those um, purchases certainly has been um, homeworking because most of our staff are have been directed to work from home. Um, and we have the infrastructure to do that. We were very fortunate having all that in place before COVID. So, you know, that, that will have been things from headsets to um, laptop risers, I guess some keyboards, wireless mice, all, all, all of those types of things. Um, and some of the sort of, um, probably some of the things on office furniture side to facilitate some of that as well, like um, desk risers and, and things like that. So so th those have, have been the, the popular items. Um, we've utilised Amazon for some PPE purchasing as well uh, when they opened up the NHS um, website to wider public sector, which was quite useful. It just gave us another arm that we we could use. And I've, I've noticed that some schools have been been purchasing those types of items and sanitizer stations and so forth. So, so those are those are sort of broad range of things. Um, also, we've got social workers who support young people leaving care. So they find it particularly helpful when they're helping those guys to set up homes because you can have the commodities delivered, obviously, to home addresses. So that can be things, um, you know, from items for the kitchen and the home to so that people can set up home uh, when they're leaving a care setting. So so a whole broad range of useful items that we can we can use, which most of which are not nicely uh, catered for on, on the bigger sort of corporate contracts we might have. With your staff working from home, was it kind of more or less natural for them to go to Amazon first when they were purchasing? Or are you encouraging them to use a specific supplier for that category of products? Well, to begin with, we, we, will, we encourage people to go to, you know, the particular category supplier in some cases. And, and they still do. Don't get me wrong. They still do do in some cases now. But what we what we found at the time, particularly at the height of the um, lockdown, was that some of our you know regular business business suppliers couldn't really cater for that sort of home setting, the domestic setting. And again, that was where 
Amazon sort of came into its own. It's already got that logistics presence and it's and it's just um, second nature to them to be able to facilitate. That. So, yeah, that was something I was going to ask you. It was uh, any shortcomings in the capabilities of your existing suppliers? It sounds like there were. Yeah, I think so. And it, and, it, and it may be that they could have put the logistics in place. And to be fair, a lot have adapted to that because I think they've realised that they have to compete with the, with, with the sort of Amazon presence. So even though they might have the logistics in place, the process by which you might need to place those orders and the actual P2P process is still not going to have been or still isn't now as slick as it is when you're placing an order with Amazon. So it might be that you've got to add some free text to a purchase order on the purchasing system to say, please note delivery addresses is whatever. And, you know, so it's not it's not the same when you're using a business to business system um, and those types of suppliers as it is with, with using Amazon business where um, the platform is already geared up for home work in home deliveries. I was wondering if you'd had any feedback from suppliers to the effect that, you know, they're looking at their data and thinking, well, you haven't bought any of those products for six months or so. Is that because you're buying them on Amazon? Have you had any of those kinds of discussions? No, but one one of our main, well, let's say our main contracted office supplier, um, I've I've actually been up front and I've told them that they're up against Amazon. So they know that to be fair to our buyers, they're not what they're purchasing isn't what they would be traditionally purchasing from, let's say, our office traditional office supplier where the office supply were. I mean, you, you, you work in that industry, um, Andy, but but where, where they will have really suffered, I suspect, is in the supply of paper product because, um, you know, the huge chunk of our contract was was. Um, paper for MFDs and, and so forth. And our usage has, has obviously dropped drastically because um, we, you know, we don't have people going in the offices. The, the only exception to that is um, people like our legal services and some of our children's services who have to print things physically still. But I think our, our paper, well, our, sorry, our, MFD, our printing is down to about 20% of what it would normally be. So that must have had a huge impact. There, there will be some areas where people will have bought from Amazon that they, they could have bought it from our contracted supplier. And I'm not going to pretend that hasn't that hasn't happened. But at the same time, again, if, if you know, the logistics were in place, if it's legitimate, then I'd be fairly relaxed about that. But but, you know, I'm, I'm working with our contracted supplier to make it simpler for people to be able to work from home. Because I've, I've I've said to them, look, the reality is for the next, you know, we've been told probably for the next nine months we're still going to be working from home, so there's the challenge, and they need to be able to meet meet that challenge and meet meet our requirements. So it's about working with your suppliers. When I look at what we 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 bought from Amazon, as I say, it's not what we would traditionally buy from those suppliers anyway. So. You know, the ideal for me is that we, you know, we can we can we can strike that balance. We can we can use or use our suppliers as, as we ought to, really. Yeah, sure. But I think on the other hand, these suppliers, you say traditional suppliers, they're probably branching out into different categories as well, offering PPE, cleaning, Jansan and those kinds of things. Absolutely. Yeah, they are. Um, and, we, and we've looked at that side and some of them are branching out much further. If I'm totally honest. I, I think they are trying to become an Amazon or an Argos, and I think it's too late. 
to be honest if i'm if i'm totally honest that might be not what your <laughs> your listeners and would would like to hear but but i you know i don't think they can make up that ground they they can make some ground but but the, you know the commercial offering has got to be there as a to us as a customer too so there we have it a few extracts from my interviews with dave and paul as i said earlier don't forget to look at the OPI website, opi.net, for a more in-depth write-up of those interviews. Just search for ABX. Thank you for listening to OPI Talk. Find us at opi.net for all the latest news and analysis from the business products world. You can download our app from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine.